Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bulldogs Fans Podcast. I'm Scott, I'm joined by Matt, how are you? Good man, how are you? Good, good. We'll, we'll kickstart it with the Bulldogs vs Panthers game. Panthers, six players out, but no problem. Comfortable win at the end of the day for them. Yeah, absolutely. Would have liked it to be a bit closer. Um, from a Panthers point of view, very impressive how uh, players just step up into systems. And, um, you know, if you I saw a couple of the replays uh, of the tries um, scored by Penrith, and if you, you know, cover their heads, you, you don't know that players are missing for Penrith. So um, that's, that's very exciting for all Panthers fans. For us, though, I think the biggest disappointing thing for me um, was not so much the loss uh, and, and even the 12-point loss, not so much. The biggest part for me was um, the disappointment in our forward pack, to be honest. Um, they were embarrassed out there by the by the Penrith mm. Panthers forward pack. And uh, it's really disappointing because, you know, we, we know teams target certain games that they can win, especially teams that aren't doing so well. And you would have thought that uh, a Panthers team minus six or seven players um, would would have been one of those games that you'd have the whole team up for, ready to go, the forward pack to you know really lay that platform and uh, hopefully snag a victory against one of the heavyweights um, that are a bit under strength. But the forward pack didn't stand up at all, to be honest. Um, Penrith dominated every contest in the ruck, um, run over the top of our team. They'll I don't know. I don't have specific statistics in front of me, but um, felt like at times they were their sets of six were going 60, 65 meters, and ours were going 30. Mm, no, I 100%, 100% agree with that. And I I think in the NRL, you there's a compliment to Panthers, they deserve to compliment, like you said, you know, players just going into positions. And you're talking about like Kurt Falls and Sean O'Sullivan, who were just covering, you know, Origin halves, it's not like they're injured, like they're origin elite halves who could potentially be the kangaroos halves at the end of the year, both of them too, potentially, whatever Louis decides. Um, but for them to come in and have young players just go in and just get a job done and not just get the job done, but do it well, and it's a common term. But being an NRL team, if you're versing a side that has six players out, especially the origin players, we weren't talking about six, you know, one from one elite player, you know, a fringe player who was playing or, you know, who's played a couple of games this year out. We weren't talking about that. Because you, you you take six from anywhere, from anyone, it's hard to win a game. It's yeah. it becomes almost impossible. Even if you talked about you took a fringe or a, a reserve grade player who's an unavailable who would have filled the void if they were there out, it becomes almost impossible to win. You can't lose to sides, especially when they take six origin players out. That's it's inexcusable. Like to be an NRL side. When you versus that side, I know Panthers were favourites on the bookies. I know it's the most Bulldogs thing to do now. It's just losing games. Is that's what we know. What we that's how we know to play games. We we don't know any other result at the moment apart from losing for the last yeah. few years. But you take away six people. The Tigers did it a couple of years ago against the Panthers. They yeah. almost the same six players were out. The I would have to say there. that the Panthers have have grown in stature since then. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But you should not like I was talking to a few Panthers fans at the game and they came and said, concede the fact, yes, we're favourites to win by the bookies, but you guys are so lucky you get the win tonight. 
You're so lucky. They were almost to the back of their mind saying, there's no way we can win with six players out. We're hopeful we can just compete with the Bulldogs and have a lead at some stage in this game. Well, I think um, <coughs> Pedler fans must be very out of touch with how the Bulldogs are running. If they think that in any shape or form, anything that we have is uh, is lucky. We haven't had luck for years. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, you're just as an NRL, NRL team, yeah. to be an NRL standard and you're versing the heavyweight and they've got six players out, that is a win. That should be a win. There's no excuse yeah, just, for losing. But also, and we lost. And we extreme, lost comfortably. It's extremely unlucky, you could argue, that um, in an origin week where teams are uh, undermanned because of players being picked in origin, one or two for most teams on average, that we we got drawn against the best team in the comp. <laughs> yeah, but it's... We it couldn't have got a, uh, you know... A, a team that's only got two or three players out, but uh, are running in the middle of the table or something. Mm. But we should have. <laughs> it's should have put a better effort. Like, yeah, absolutely. Been, and, but and like you said, the the forwards. Like you, they, I know they still had the Fisher Harrises yeah. out there and kick out, um, and they dominated, and they yeah. played well, and they did play well, and they had to play well for the Panthers to win. Like they couldn't have a seven out of ten night. Those boys, they had to yeah. have an eight, nine out of ten night, and which they all did, and. Um, just fall on the spot, but you just think the Panthers, you know, could have easily had a great excuse to cop a loss there and said, hey, we had six players out. Good good on the yeah. Bulldogs for just winning what they had in front of them. But again, we're a side that just doesn't know how to win. We just don't know. And But for like a 20-minute patch, I, in my opinion, being at the game where we started scoring points, that was probably the best 20 minutes ever anyone played all night. And then we yeah. just stopped. Again. That's happening. That's <coughs> happening every week. Yeah, it's like we let we let every team get out to a good start against us. We try to pull them back. We get to a stage where fans in the stands are getting some hope. Yeah, well, we've, we've come in within a try or four points or whatever it is in the yes, particular exactly. game, and then the last twenty minutes we shoot the bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just the one. Over. You don't. I don't want to blame a mistake for a point because you know there's like you said we let a lead in. You can't let too many. You can't always chase, but especially us, we can't chase. But we should stop. We're not the great attacking side at all. Well, we, we can. We I think we can chase. It's just that we get finally get within four points or six points of a team, and we stop chasing. Maybe we should chase the whole game. I don't from, know. <laughs> from the moment Paul Vaughan made that error coming yeah, out of our own end, yeah, and I just I, I turned and said, "Yep, that's us start, especially if they score, and they score straight yeah. after." And but then you know you don't want to blame that one moment because, like you said, the Fords were dominated. All game, which I agree with. Um, yeah, but in, in that stage, it just finished all momentum, and you, yes, you don't you yeah. don't blame the one moment for the the loss overall. But perfect, yeah. The way the game played out, that that moment in that situation, um, you know, re- really hurt us. And like we'll, we'll touch on, I guess, the other before we get to our three, uh, two, mm-hmm. and one. We'll touch on the other, uh, I guess elephant in the room at times it looked like we only had two or three players out there trying yes um yeah it was i think it's the Burton and Anna car show yes i think we're giving away too much there but uh uh like obviously everyone knows who's going to be in the uh <laughs> player points this week i think well, um well, the... there's, there's probably only four or five that you could choose from really uh yeah. two two were locks so um locks as in you can't not have them not to play a position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I hope, yeah, I yeah. Um, I'll tell you something. Tell- that? Sorry, you go first. 
No, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna bring up the the Addo Car try. I think it was um the crossfield kick by Burton. Yeah, I love seeing cool. that though, hey. Yeah, that was I uh, hope yeah. when I hope in a couple of years we're a lot more competitive, but I hope we still see that in the future. Even yeah. when in the arm wrestle or whatnot. Uh, even if we're winning it's 12 or or whatnot yeah any situation if we have a at a car wide on his wing hugging his wing and uh burton with those skills uh and to to notice when the uh other team is has compressed and defense too much just to put it on and not only do it when we're desperate and i'll tell you what how embarrassing would uh the game be if if those two didn't play oh don't know if we score a try Probably would have been like forty-two to six or something, forty-two to four. Or something like that. Yeah, that would have been that would have been terrible. I was gonna say you yeah. actually gave me a message through the game on Friday and Did said, I? Just, as it's, it was about <laughs> five minutes, it was about five or ten minutes in, and you were like, "Damn, the, the crowd's quiet." It was one of the, it's actually Panthers' smallest crowd of the year. Oh, that's, the that's right. Yeah, it's smallest. Yeah, that's what was going to be a comment. I was going to compliment their yeah. crowd. Like, you know, it was raining as well at Penrith. Uh, and they had six players out. <laughs> yeah, six players out. Um, but you message and say it was quiet. And it was, at some stages, it was very quiet, the actual crowd. Um, and there was a moment in the game where Bulldogs put a crossfield kick in. And I'll talk about another moment I want to highlight too after this. I've just got to say that. So I want to get your atten- uh, detail. But it was a crossfield kick in, and Bulldogs and Panthers went for the ball. Uh, I believe it was out of car, went for the ball, and it was called knock on Penrith. Penrith went for it, it hit Penrith, which was saying the right call. Uh, but out of car, like I think, ended up with the ball and got taken to the ground with the ball. And the referee straight away, I could hear it as clear as day, because um, it just was almost pin drop silence where I was sitting on the hill, and it was very close to the hill. He waved his hand, and I heard Todd Smith yell, six more knock on Penrith. So giving the six more. The Bulldogs players, after the tackle, retreated back for a changeover. For a changeover. I heard it. I heard yeah. six more. And I knew straight away, yeah, we've got, we got a set restart. And then it took Jeremy Marshall King to turn his head to look who he's going to pass it to, to start screaming out, six more, six more. It touched Penrith, six more. And then players running. And then Josh Jackson turning, screaming, like, come on, we need to go back on attack. I heard it from the hill. And we had Marshall King and Josh Jackson screaming out for six more to get the players back and back and running in for the attack. Now, the concerning thing, the reason I bring that is concerning, I'm a, a patron on the hill. Uh, if you've been on the hill, especially, I don't know, at Penrith, mm. for whatever reason, kids just like to stand, oh, like, you know, run right in front of you for whatever reason, and then they turn and look at you, oh, you're not the person I know. They walk off. That happened multiple times. So my point is, it's, gets, you get the quite disruptive from this thing, you have conversations all around you, people talking and think. I heard it. That was six more. If I was a player, I would have been alert and ready. The rest of the team not alert at all mm. to six more. I heard it from the hill. Uh and the play the Bulldogs players just instantly thought, yeah, change over. Like I know you gotta I don't know what that is, but you need to listen to the referee. Like you had a perfect opportunity, six more, could have went on to the attack. The Panthers were scrambling, but because it took the Bulldogs forever to get back into attack. Know, mm. Easy days for the Panthers. And another one I wanted to put out there was the challenge that we got successful. If you remember that, yeah, Ado Car got the successful challenge. End up being a penalty because of our successful challenge of us knocking the ball on, which turns to be a knockback. 
and taking out a Penrith player. That yeah, was that a rubbish, yeah, rubbish that was... call. Like, Adam Carr's facing the ball. No intent yeah. to take out a Panthers player, and they just collide with each other. Like, when does the yeah. onus go on to the attacking, or, like, the player catching the ball to pay attention to who he's running into as well? Like, Yeah. Like, I understand the ones where the attacking player jumps, and the defensive player is, like, two seconds late, and then, like, jumps into them. Yeah, yeah. Or e- even in that situation, if you if you're two seconds late, and you jump in the air to contest the ball, and because of your jump, you wipe out the attacker... I agree with that being a penalty. And people saying, oh, what are they supposed to do in that situation? We'll get there two seconds earlier and actually compete for it. But the yeah. Josh Adek- but the Josh Adekar one was, um, yeah, bullshit call. Uh, he, he, was- was, he only went for the ball. He got there all the time. Uh, there was just a collision in the air. It's kind of like um, the shoulder charge rule. If two players just run into each other and nobody tackles either body and they just bump off each other, it's not an automatic penalty for shoulder charge. It's just a collision. Yeah, like, there's a so collision. It should, be, I think. should be like that. And Adekar had no intention to take out anyone. He was yeah. eyes on the ball the whole way, he hit the ball, and it, and I think the Penrith uh, winger as well had eyes on the ball and just yeah. hit Adekar. It was just happened to both well, be so focused on the ball that yeah. they both knocked each other over. But even... Um, well, you know what I think last... about... Sorry, I was just going to say, you know what I think about the challenge system. Oh, yeah. Throw it in the bin. My thoughts thoughts are exactly the same. I want to challenge the challenge system. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Well, I actually, funny thing, I said I wanted to challenge the challenge of that call. Yeah. Sure, we can take it to a higher authority uh, for that one. But even um, the weird one was their last try, their disallowed try. It was messy. Corey Allen got tackled without the ball. And we ended up uh, calling it for knock on by Penrith. Because mm. Josh Jackson was absolutely filthy that Corey Allen had no ball, and we were going and they cleared that contest. Yeah. They cleared that one. Josh Jackson was absolutely filthy. When the moment they cleared the the contact of Corey Allen, he was like, "How are we getting penalised for up there?" But you were allowing this, and then they called him for a knock on, mm-hmm. which was like, I mean, it was technically right that part, but I was, I don't know, the consistency on that was Corey Allen was nowhere near the ball and got hit off the ball. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I just uh, get rid of the challenge system. Like you know, if you're going to slow down footy, you yeah, see uh, things like that. But that like, out of car and that was definitely never ever in a million years out of car was taking out anyone. Yeah. Let Let's but, jump into our players points. of the week. Yeah, we're very similar, aren't we? This week. Yeah. You go ahead. You start us off. Yeah, I go. Th- I went three points, Matt Burton, because, you know. A lot of everything came from me. You've got to try against Penrith. Like, without him... I think, I think that's enough. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know. Like, that's, um, that's enough reason to uh, say uh, Matt Burden three points. I'm, I'm with you because uh, I had Matt Burden three points. And, uh, cause, you know, you, yeah, uh, you watch good. the game, right? You're not, watch, you're not listening to this podcast if you haven't watched the game yet. So um, <laughs> Matt Burden was uh, sensational in a, a very disappointing team. Uh, we changed a little bit on the two points. Scotty... Um, Actually, no, we haven't. We've gone the same. Josh had a car two points uh, for both of us. The Fox. I'll tell you what, though, because, uh, again, you could just say, you know, Josh, the game, <laughs> you know. But in a losing, the losing side and not being picked for Origin, he still made a statement. He ended up doing everything he possibly could to be back in Origin too. Absolutely. 
Alrighty, uh, so that leaves the one point, and this is where we differ a little bit. I've gone with uh, Jeremy Marshall King um, out of W half quite a quite a bit, um, caused a couple of issues, um, and yeah, I didn't really look at stats this week. I just went for the the eye test. He made a few errors out there, but tell me a bulldog outside of Burton and had a car that didn't. Um, I, I chose Marshall King there. I've I want to give my point to Jake Avrillo. Yeah. Thought he was a bit of a live wire at fullback. He made things happen. There was uh, some speed to burn at the back, and I felt like that yeah. just looked more natural to him. It's interesting, back. isn't it? I, I, we've been wanting to see Avrillo at fullback for well, I've been wanting to see Avrillo at fullback for quite a while now. Uh, it was so good to see Andrew him. Macca. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was good to see uh, him get the opportunity. But he looked like a very fresh fullback, didn't he? Like that. Yeah. That run down the sideline, the early doors, you just knew it was a mistake straight off. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, hopefully he, he sticks there long term, yeah. uh, at least for the rest of this year, I reckon, and just give him that uh, time to build that experience. I think it could be as long as he can uh, deal with the workload. Uh, he's got a lot of improvement areas uh, in that position, yeah. but build his experience up for the rest of the year. He could be a really good fullback. Obviously, he needs to work on communication uh, in defence. Uh, we were I've, short on one side of the field a couple of times throughout the game. Um, I was going to mention that. Little mistakes, like I just mentioned at the start of the, the game where he went down a very short side. Like, it was good to beat the defender initially. I think it was, it was a kick out coming across. Yeah. Um, but then he should have, like, an experienced fullback on a dewy night would have started making his way infield straight away instead of trying to beat another two on the outside with a metre to go. Uh, there's a few other areas areas as well, but um, I think he's at his best when he's two passes wide or three passes wide, gets a little bit of space and gets, uh, you know, put that defence two minds. So fullback um, might be his position. And I think the only other question we have uh, of him is how would he go under the high ball? I don't think he was really tested too badly uh, by no. Penrith. Uh, going forward, but with some experience, uh, I think he's a really good prospect. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, I think uh, I remember going to Belmore a couple of weeks ago and watching Corey Allen play at fullback. And geez, yep. doesn't Corey tell you where you got to stand when they're coming back, when they're coming out of tackles and stuff? We had that game a few years ago for you, the uh, the Bulldogs Sassini Rabbitohs game where the Bulldogs won to get off the spoon a few years ago. Um, and we saw Will Hopper-Whitey. It was probably one of Will Hopper-Whitey's probably better defensive and communicating games where he was. we had to sit behind the goalpost at a core stadium. Mm. And it was with the COVID-restricted crowd and, you, you know, you had your designated seat and everything like that. And I was right the same ground. And seeing Hopper-Whitey, you know, do his thing, it was good for, you know, you don't sometimes see, if you're, if you're seeing side-on and reserve seats, don't see sometimes the, the fullback do their thing. But there was a few times where I noticed at Penrith, see on the hill, Avrilo wasn't really talking; he was just pointing, and you could hear Bulldogs players screaming, "Like, where do they? Where do you want me?" Mm. Not really getting clear calls. He's a young guy, and telling all these, you know, some of the old forwards like Josh Jackson where to stand or like telling which way to go. You know, it's yeah, pretty just daunting. Needs, just needs to get into the habit of doing it. Well, that's fullback yeah. play in, in the modern football. Um, in, you know. Evident to you at the stadium, evident to me. I was watching at home, so um, yeah, obviously clear plan to uh to get better at. But uh, I, I've wanted to see him get a crack at fullback, so 
let's hope. He's got the yeah. speed for it too, so it's not a super live wire, but it's fast enough. So it'd be very interesting to see that going forward. Um, not a lot of Bulldogs lose this week uh, with with the loss, uh, and then going into State of Origin as well. Uh, but I've just seen that uh, Gus Gould's been on Twitter again. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> Apparently, it is the intention to announce who the Bulldogs head coach will be before the end of the season. Well, I know. Hold, hold your hats. <laughs> hold your hats off. <laughs> I'm glad that we're going to have a coach who's going to do a whole preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I expect nothing less. I expect... I'm, hope, I'm hoping it's that's a lot. Uh, well, then. well before the uh, end of the season, especially now that we are competing with two other clubs. Yeah, potential. Who wants to be a coach, though? Eh? Tell you that after today. Jeez. <laughs> they go to work. Got a, a vibration in your pocket saying one's gone, Brown's gone. <laughs> and then, and then because I haven't looked at my phone for a while, and then another vibration on the top saying Michael McGuire's gone. All the news. <laughs> I, that was off, and I haven't even swiped my phone yet. Well, that's that's a commentary on modern society, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but I actually wanted to highlight the a couple of players who uh, in the game on the week before we start talking about our next game. Uh, yeah, I want to highlight Corey Allen. Yeah, uh, yeah. For those you know, pulled a hamstring, bad pull, got back to New South Cup, pulled a hamstring again, played this week, named that fullback. Obviously, didn't play fullback. It was. Probably just easier to name that fullback and easier swap instead of swapping players all around. Uh, uh-huh. So good to see him play top grade because, you know, he's been struggling with a hamstring. He got back his first game and pulled the same hamstring. Had to play a bit of centre in New South Cup, then back to fullback now in NRL. So it was good to see him have a go, uh, get, a, get a game and get through the game. Uh, and then also good to see Roman Fatalamara on a start. And I thought he was actually quite handy with some of his runs. It looked threatening at some stages. Didn't really burst through, but I reckon he's about a week or two off having a, a blinder. Like he could, it could be this week is Raymond Fatalmarano's week to get points. He looks almost there. It looks like Raymond Fatalmarano of old. Yeah, I think he's still got a bit of a way to go. Uh, RFM uh, to be the Raymond Fatalmarano of old. However, um, some good signs, some good early signs. So. Mm. He should be hitting his straps, hopefully, in the next, I don't know, four to six weeks. Hopefully, we'll see the best of him coming forward. Getting over the injury, no real time to prepare as well. Straight into it, pretty much, after recovery. Uh, Corey Allen, yeah, he was solid in um, in his return, which was good. Yeah, just just struggled, the poor, the poor bugger. I don't like seeing you know, players come back and, you know, redo an injury. It's, you know, hurts, you know. Well, I mean, they'll tell you it hurts physically, but um, you know, seeing them go down is n- n- not good, and you know, especially an injury they already had and re-aggravating it again. But yeah, we do have uh, the Eels this Monday afternoon at a core stadium this week. Yeah, just uh, it's the Queen's birthday clash, which is the traditional Queen's birthday clash. But this time we've swapped the opponent. The Dragons are out. Eels are in. <laughs> yes. For this clash, uh, it's traditionally we do usually get a pretty big crowd uh, on this game, usually around that 20,000. It would be a lot higher if we won a couple won. of games, yeah. Won a couple of games, <laughs> it was looking good though. Uh, so I, I do expect a massive contingent of blue and gold, it's not too far away from Parramatta. I think a public holiday as well. It's double header, 
This mm. was Cup playing before the uh, the main event, the NRL. So it, yeah, I just know, saw that. It's good. Bulldogs and Eels. I reckon Eels fans. You know what? I'll tell you what. The Eels fans will be there in full force. It's at the moment. I don't know we can't. Don't like looking at the weather too far, but it looks sunny at the moment. Sunny weather at the moment. I reckon there'll be a lot of Eels fans there. They're playing some good footy, and uh, the New South Cup game will be a ripper. But you know, sometimes Bulldogs and Eels, it doesn't go to the script. A lot of times we won under strength, and a lot of times they've won under strength for the lower ranked teams won. Yeah. So hopefully it's one of those days where, you know, <laughs> classic, you know, the the underdog winning. Yeah, let's hope so. I still remember a game a couple of years ago at um, Bank West Stadium, but it was at the time. I think that's the best game, uh, best Bulldogs game I've been to uh, recently. <laughs> yeah, the Dean Bay coached five years ago. Josh man. Jackson was on the wing at one stage, and I think Jack yeah. Cogger ended up at fullback for a set. That was a good night, yeah. Because of right, injuries, so, yeah. So this week, uh, you said the two games uh, in the top grade, Avarillo, or the team is at fullback, Avarillo's been named. Karaz and Adokar on the wings again. Chop and Allen in the centres. Burton and Flanagan of the halves. Cinemara Fungi and Paul Vaughan are the starting props for Jeremy Marshall King at hooker. Josh Jackson and Raymond Fatala Mariner in the second row with Max King the bench. Again, Zach Docker Clay, Corey Waddell, Joe Stimson and Chris Patolo. Our reserve list looks this way. Matt Dufty, Bailey Bioliotto, Kurt, uh, Curtis Morin, Isaac Lumi Lumi and Tavita Pengai Jr. I'll tell you one thing, after saying there's been no injury reports after the podcast today, after the Bulldogs posted an injury report. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I don't know if that was just timing by me who made the comment. Yeah. Or if, uh, you know, someone listens. I was like, whoopsies. That's my role. So we to put that on. Um, Tavita Pengon Jr., uh, I, was, I would suspect that he plays this weekend. Yeah, you probably have to right even like yeah once that if that injury is good i'm sure he'll come back uh in the Nittles cup team our team looks like this matt Dufty is the fullback harry hayes uh and credence toya are on the wings paul alamani and isaac lumi lumi in the centers the halves of bailey hayward and bailey bioliona up front Jaden tanner and philip makatoa joshua cooks the hooker reese hoffman jackson torpilly uh is the second rower in is the other second row, Curtis Morin, the lock on the bench, Ryan Gray, uh, Harrison Edwards, Samuel Hughes, and Jack Todd. Uh, but of course, in uh, that grade, um, anything can happen uh, at any moment's notice. So that take yeah, that with a bit of a grain of salt. Uh, last week, Bulldogs beat Newcastle 20 to 16 up at St John's Oval in Newcastle. Well, nice to be off a win, and like they've been a bit struggling a little bit. The Cup side, especially that loss against the Dragons at Belmore. Very yeah, disappointing, disappointing loss. Very disappointing for New South's Cup side. But yeah, like you said, New South's Cup, they, they, they're not locked to a 24 player squad or anything like that. They have to list and play out of. But yeah, it just brings In that game, uh, Jackson Torpenny uh, finished with 125 run meters, three tackle bust, and 43 tackles, only one missed tackle. So when are we going to see him at top rate? Yeah, he's well, listed in the reserves. What is the plan going on with uh, Jackson Torpley? I'd like to know that, that's for sure. Because I'm trying to think, and then I, I'm starting to think as well, like Reese Hoffman, who was someone from the Tigers this year. Yep. I thought we might have seen him or seen him more on the reserve list more often as well. He's just been almost forgotten about as well. Like, I'm 
on the Jackson Top I, I don't see why he's not in the top grade right now. I cannot tell you a good reason. Yeah. Like to me, it's I'm starting to think something's happened behind the scenes. But <laughs> yeah, I, I hope and I hope not. But he he sung the team song at North Queensland when he wasn't even named. <laughs> he sung the team song when we won against the Roosters. He's constantly there and like you can't tell me he's not a popular figure of the club as like the, the playing group because they seem to all be around him every time there's a training thing. Well is, well is he off contract? This year. Has he signed a deal with somebody else? And well, the clubs, reckon... clubs dropped him. Oh, you're leaving this. You're playing reserve grade for the rest of the years. That happened. Well, we just don't know about it. They reckon he's off the Super League. Early rumors. Oh, that... oh, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Let's yeah, not get cause... into the rumors, though. Nothing's been announced. So we'll, yeah. we'll no, but I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to say, like, I'm trying to think, like, to me, I saw him, like, when I saw him first, like, last year in top grade, and the way he handled himself, I thought he handled himself well, played well in his matches. There was development definitely what needed to be there. But I looked at him and said, you know what? We have a captain. Sitting there, and like I looked at him as future captain. I'm looking yeah. at him as thinking of he's got an eight year, ten year career, Belmore. And he's the first player to debut, and you go, you know what? He looks like a bulldog player since yeah. since since uh, Josh Jackson. I yes. thought anyway. No, I agree, and I'm thinking that this guy's going to be captain one day. And you know, I the way he talks off the field. You could look at an interview uh, when he originally signed the Bulldogs and how much he said his goal was to turn the Bulldogs to a powerhouse and being a junior means a lot more to him. Uh, and that's what he just wants to do. Then you t- when he walks around and does those little media things, like you can't tell he's you know, not respected by his peers. And then, I don't know, I just see captaincy. He just has a leader written all over him. And I actually thought, you know what? By the time Josh Jackson retires or his contract expires, Josh, which is next year. I thought Jackson would have had like, you know, 30, 40 NRL games under his belt by then, but he's not playing it this year because I thought he would have played the whole year out this year and played the whole next year. I thought, you know, what's that? 24 games a year, 48 games in the last two years. He would have been at 50 something with no injury, pending injuries, of course. I thought he would have been just handed the captaincy. You know, he's young, exciting. You know, you know, he'd be the captain for like 10 years. Or seven years or something, and now I'm just confused. I'm so confused. And Reese Hoffman as well, who I thought's been playing the games I've seen him play in this World Cup. He's ended up at center most of the games. He always has an impact in games. I think he's been playing well. Can't even get a look in on the bench either, or even a reserve list. Like they're screaming for just being named on the reserve list. I can't even yeah. get that. I don't know what's happening with them too. All right. Do you have a? Have you? Found time this week for an old dog? No, I was actually working when you said let's do podcast tonight. <laughs> so, not this week. I'll make sure there's one next week because I'm sure we'll be back on the Wednesday because, you know, we'll have to have need time for the uh, Bulldogs Eels. You know, hopefully it's a win and we need yeah, time to right. sleep after a good win, you know, <laughs> a good uh, celebration win. But, you know, um, but yeah, I'll just tell, get all the fans out there. Public holiday as well on Monday afternoon. It's a public holiday. Nothing better than a Football and public holiday. 